And when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and not baptized them, but blessed them. Amen. That is the scriptural way of doing it. And we'll do it as we were shown by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. Alright, let's pray with this lady. Most gracious Heavenly Father, here is a child. I'm laying my hands upon this child, dear God. And I say throughout the days of her life, Heavenly Father, 
you must just come as a leader and as a guide and as a protector. Heavenly Father, instill a sense of wisdom in the parents to raise in this child in the manner that she should come and respect and fear you, dear God, and live up to her name. Let her become the light in the hour as well as we commit her and the parents to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless this lady. Right. So she's no longer the sister alone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a boy. All right. Sorry. Apologies. All right. Okay. Hey. All right. Yeah. Mr. was just smiling there, but Mr. says it's a boy. Amen. God bless this lady. Amen. And be the soldier of the cross. And take the gospel forward. Amen. As we stand to our feet. Let's just say we are standing in his holy presence. Just before we go and read the way. How many are happy this morning? Amen. God bless you, Brother Lichendel. Amen. And the rest of the believers that I see, God bless you. Amen. Genesis chapter 28. 
from verse 10. It reads in this manner I found. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set and he took off the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in thee and thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. In Saloyako Iakuba Nanghutu Lulum Sabati, Wena Usabalane, Asinjonalana. And behold, I'm with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awakened out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place? This is none other than other but the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And Jacob 
And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of that city was called last at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. So that I come again to my father's house in peace, and then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house, and all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Most gracious Heavenly Father, this morning we have read this portion of the scripture. Amen. As much as we can read, but it needs you as the author to come down and bring out the quickening power that lies in this scripture. Amen. Because the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Amen. And this morning we invite your spirit to come and illuminate us with a, a revelation that is behind this scripture, dear God. And these men and women this morning, I'm praying for them. I say, God, just move in a very special way and touch them and minister to their needs like never before. Because we live in a world that is dying and we are not afraid to say we can't even take a step without you being by our side. Amen. And Lord, we realize how the enemy has become so vicious in the end time. But I'm glad that there is a remedy, which is the revealed word of the hour. And my prophet teaches me that this revealed word of the hour will defeat the devil anywhere, anytime, and under any condition. And this morning we believe exactly that if there are those that are sick and afflicted in the building, touch them and make them whole. If there are those that are facing all kinds of challenges, resolve those challenges, dear God. And prove again that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are not worshipping a historical God, but we are worshipping the present tense God, who is still able to minister to the needs of his children. And that is why this morning I'm glad that we've got a father and he calls us by our names. Amen. And Lord, we are very much thankful as we commit the entire service to you. And we take every spirit here under the control of the Holy Spirit. So that when it comes to the end of it, let God be glorified. Mm. That is our purpose of being here this morning as we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats. And just to greet all of you again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, we are happy to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. God bless them. Let you see Mama Suma there. God bless you. Amen. 
Uh, maybe it will be befitting just to start by saying uh, Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Amen. Amen. Are there godly mothers in the house? Amen. Amen. Just uh, with these few words uh, that I'm just going to read out to the mothers. No matter how big a man can be, there was a time when he was just a tiny little baby. No matter how husky his voice may be, there is a time where he cried like a little baby. And no man will outgrow their mother. She doesn't care whether you are the president of the United States, you are still a baby to her. Amen. They say the greatest heroes in life are those that never give up on someone. They stick it out and make it work. They sacrifice things in their life in order to help others grow. They give up whatever they want because someone needs it more. They work and overcome adversity. They fail for a moment but get back on their feet to show others that they don't have to stay down. They show their loved ones that the love is not proved by conformity. They teach others that having a voice is a sign of, a sign of courage. They will not stay silent to make people feel comfortable. They are fearless and will do whatever it takes to bring about the greatness in the ones they love because doing so brings them peace. Those heroes, their names are mothers. That's why we say Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Now, this morning, I want to speak on Jacob's ladder. I thought I should just connect with last week's inspiration here about wrestling for your blessings. Amen. So, I listened to the messages to such a a blessing that we are on a battlefield uh, for you to 
gain every inch of the ground you've got to fight. You've got to wrestle for your blessings as Jacob wrestles for his blessings till the breaking of the day. So I thought if we could speak on Jacob's ladder and God bless you brother Jibadi for standing in the gap as I said on Wednesday as we're traveling the land of Zimbabwe uh, the three men that were with David and the, the Bible is describing them and then it says one of them was a Hararite. Uh, so I saw when it was read, the people from Harare were very happy. <laughs> that there is a Hararite in the Bible. Are there Hararites here this morning? All right, God bless you. Amen. So we, we really appreciate the time spent in Zimbabwe. The hospitality of the brethren there. I wish I could take everybody to Zimbabwe at some point in time. Amen. To see that uh, what God you know, things that you read about in the newspaper, don't just believe them. There is something that God is doing in the land of Zimbabwe. Amen. As much as God is doing something in the land of South Africa. Uh, but when, how you grow as a person when you travel, you learn. When you meet people, you learn. As much as they learn from you. If you don't learn, then you don't grow. And when you become stagnated, you become bitter. Because why? Life is meant to be like a, a river stream. It gets fresher the more the waters pass through. The moving waters are healthy. Stagnated waters become bitter. So, as a human being, you've got to grow. I used to love a quotation by some man that lived in the 18th century. His name was called Ralph Waldo Emerson. Amazon. Amazon. He said, every individual that I meet, somewhat they are superior to me. So I need to learn from them. Amen. So if, if you are Mr. Know It All, you are not going to grow. If you are Mrs. Know It All, you are not going to grow. 
That's why somebody say God gave us the two ears and one mouth. Let's use them proportionally. We listen more than we talk. We together. So we really appreciate what God is doing in the land of Zimbabwe. It was a youth convention organized by the youth for the youth. And then under the leadership of Isle Tabernacle. Uh, what, what, what happens in Zimbabwe whenever they've got an event is not only for a specific church, it's for the message community. And when they do their year calendar, they make sure that the days don't clash. So they all support. I think that is the spirit of brotherhood. Hallelujah. And that is why it makes the message to be dignified in their uh, country. So these young people organized the convention. They formed a youth committee. They raised money, I think, approximately 500,000 that they managed. by young people. They looked for the venue, they paid for the venue. They looked for transport, they paid for the transport. They looked for catering, they paid for catering. And they came back to report the figures back to the church how they have managed it. Now, during the, I think, uh, uh, normally when we think about youth convention, uh, we think that that's where people, uh, young people go there to socialize. There was no time for socializing. Uh, they meant business with their God. There were elderly sisters that served as chaperones. Some deacons served as chaperones to make sure that there was order on site. And there were activities that happened there. But the response that we saw, we thought God somewhat is preserving the next generation. Are we together? Just, uh, just think about it. If you are almost 18, 19, 20, you organize the convention. You manage a budget of 500,000. What will happen when you are at the age of 35? You would have grown. You would would develop a sense of accountability. And that's what my desire is in this church. Young people must never be spectators.
Jesus. They must participate. Can I get an amen? They must participate. They must own this message. They must testify to their friends. They must leave this message. They must be an example at school. They must be God's banners. When it is like that, then we will know that we have connected with the next generation. It doesn't matter how holy we can be. If there is no generation to take over, we are doomed. We want young people that have got a sense of responsibility. If something is not according to the message, they rise up and correct it. Uh, Do you believe when Brother Brim says God doesn't have grandsons and granddaughters? Hallelujah. Actually, a young person that is serious with their God can bring an inspiration in their family as well. It's until such time they take the message seriously. Amen. When we came into the message, I think my mother was the first one to come across the message. We're coming from a Pentecostal background. And then we got into the message. But my, we were not quite, they were not quite serious about it. And I went there and then I was convinced by the message. And I came back and spoke to them about it. I must, when I was strengthened, then I strengthened my family. And I was just 12 years, 13 years old. You don't need to wait until you are an elderly person. Be serious with God today. It's good when you come down and in your senior years and you look at things in retrospect when you were growing up then it gives you confidence that if God sustained me this far he will sustain me further I will sometimes send young people some of my old pictures I know they laugh a lot they say they the, you know, sometimes we would dress like a Christmas tree. Where the colors do not coordinate. The young people, that picture must never be sent anywhere else. But I'm just showing them where we come from with this message. So that when I preach here, they must just say, Ah, it's because now he's old. No, I was young. And in my youth, I took the message seriously. And I'm here to testify that God can preserve you. Hallelujah. Are you here this morning? Amen. Let's move to Jacob's ladder. Uh, Here we read about the background to this scripture. Uh, Jacob was on the run. After he was a, a, a trickster, 
tricked his father into blessing him stole his brother's birthright and his mother sent him away and then he left his father's house the main intention the reason he left he wanted to his father's anger to cool off hallelujah then he left. Then our story begins here. When it says, then Jacob went out from Beersheba. Went towards Haran. And if you remember, Haran was the original place where God called Abraham. And when you look at the word Beersheba, it means seven wells. Seven rivers or seven wells. Yeah. So it begins showing us where he went out from the seven wells. Yes, And then if we were to tap it, we can even say it's the seven church ages. Uh, but we will come back on that one. Now, this is Jacob's ladder. Jacob was, was burdened. And he was going back. And then it says there, there right there, when Jacob arrived there, he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. He took the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold, a letter set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven and behold the angels of God ascending and descending on it and then God spoke and said I'm the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it. Ah, this, this was in his dream. But we want to say, what is Jacob's ladder? And when we read the scripture, we must not be carnal. There is no ladder that connects heaven and earth which is a literal ladder. This ladder, it was symbolic. And, and everyone must discover Jacob's ladder this morning. Or before we get there, before David did dreamt this dream. There was a, an ambition amongst the people where they wanted to build a, a building. And the staircases of that building, they wanted it to connect earth and heaven. And that tower was the tower of Babylon. And the leader there was Nimrod. And they started to build it. 
and as they were building then God looked at them because everything must come God's provided way I don't know how many here have read the message doing God a service without it being his will so Nimrod built this tower and as they were building the tower during that time the world spoke one language but when Oracle forgot to bring confusion amongst them he made them to speak in different languages and it brought about confusion amongst them do you remember Nasia Council was the modern day Bible tower when they came together for a convention and decided to take certain biblical principles and change them brother Brenham say he got allowed confusion to come amongst them as well so that they can speak in different languages but I'm glad that whatever God has done amongst them there is a parallel move that he has done amongst us do you believe that today the bride speaks one language when the world is confused and they speak different languages there is a language that the bride speaks and that language is not Hebrew that language is not English but that language is a heavenly language and that language when you look at Peter and Paul even though they had never met but three years later when they met when Paul had come from the desert when they met they spoke one language and today it must happen exactly the same way if we are in Whitbank we must speak the bride's language the Congolese must speak the bride's language wherever we go it must be one language what brings many different languages it is the private interpretations of the scriptures but the Bible says let every man's weight be a lie I will repeat that let every man's weight be a lie and let God's weight be the truth now it brought confusion amongst them when they were building that tower they thought it will allow them to ascend to heaven which was the perversion of Jacob's ladder but now we look at Jacob as he was coming from Beersheba on his way to Haran he put the stones there and he slept on the stones and when he slept on the stones then he had a dream and in that dream he saw the ladder that connected heaven and earth and when he looked on the ladder there were angels going up and there were angels coming down and this ladder it found a hook it was hooked somewhere on earth and if you can ask me that is, a, that is the picture of prayer because through prayer prayer connects heaven and earth there are angels that are coming down that are taking petitions 
from the believers. And then are taking the petitions back to God. And they are, they are taking the prayers, uh, the answers of their prayers down. So there, there must be a ladder in your life that connects heaven and earth. But let us go big, a bit further. You know, ultimately the, the prophet says, if you read to the Bible, and if you don't see Jesus Christ, then you need to go and read again. So that means every scripture, symbolically or through the foreshadow, it was speaking about Christ. Now when Jesus was here, he sees Nathaniel coming and he speaks to Nathaniel and say, Nathaniel, maybe we need to read that scripture here. That is in John chapter 1. Verse 43. Verse 43. John 4. John 1. Verse 43. Verse 43. The Bible says, the, following, the day following Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and findeth Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. Nango Muso, Waifuna Uguya Ekalili, Wafumana U Filipu, Ujesu Watuguye Ngilandeli. And Philip was of Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. U Filipu, Waiwase, Betisida, Umuzi, Ka Andrew, Ka Andrea, no Petro. Hallelujah. Philip findeth Nathaniel and saith unto him, We have found him. Of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. O Philip, wafumana, unatanieli, watuguye, simfumene lo, alobang, haye, emtetweni, umose, ganyena, ba profetiu, ujesu asa Nazareth, indotanaka Josepha. And my question would be, have you found him this morning? Umbuzo wamuzo, tuguena, umtolile na mshanchi, kseni. And Nathaniel said unto him, can they... Any good thing come out of Nazareth, Philip saith unto him, Come and see. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. And Nathaniel saith unto him, When knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathaniel answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? 
Thou shalt see greater things than this. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. I don't know whether we're together. Jacob saw the ladder dropping down. Hallelujah. And he called it the ladder. But Jesus, when he comes again, then he, he tells us what that ladder was. It was not just a, a mystic ladder. But that ladder was the son of man. And it says, upon that son of man, there are angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man. I hope we are together here. Now, the prophet of God says here, Hallelujah. In this message, the infallibility of God's spoken word. He says, now look at Jesus to identify himself as the stone that would never let the promise sleep. This stone that would anchor forever and forever and God coveted and promised people. He said it. Does thou believe because I told you these things? Thou shalt see greater things than this. You will see heaven open. You can never be a believer until you see heaven open. For John to recognize Jesus, then heaven had to open. For Brother Brenham to reveal the seven seals, heaven had to open up I hope we are together you will see the heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of God up and down Jacob's ladder because he is God's anchor and as long as I'm in Christ Jesus I'm anchored in God and the angels are sending and descending you've got to realize that this message is an activity of angels they are taking the message going up and bring it back ascending and descending upon the son of man he was that anchoring place where Jacob's ladder where the promised seat would be he was God's eternal promised seat he was that sure stone 
stone. That perfect foundation that God's truth would anchor anchored in. And all angels in heaven and everything else could never move it. God had anchored in it forever. You will see the angels of God ascending are descending upon the Son of Man. Are we still together here? Brother Branham says that Jacob's ladder it wanted to find a place where it could walk in. And it says upon Abraham it could not find a place. Because Abraham had spoken a lie. Abraham was a man that walked by faith but he was not perfect. He could not be found a place in Isaac. Because Isaac as well spoke a lie as his father spoke a lie. He could not find a place in Jacob. Because Jacob was a supplanter. He could not find a place in Moses. Because Moses was short tempered. He could not find a place in David because David was an adulterer. But one day a stone emerged here. A, a, a product of a vision born. Somebody that was born through perfection. Somebody whose gene pool was not polluted. Somebody who was the product of the spoken word. And when that one came, then that ladder that could not find a place to hook on, then it found the Son of God. And it hooked onto the Son of God. And let me tell you, it was God's activity. Because at the top of it, then you found God. And at the bottom of it, then you found a Son of Man. What did that mean? There is no only there is nothing that can bridge heaven and earth except Christ, the Son of Man. It's a bridge upon, between heaven and earth. The Son of Man. It is a bridge between God and a man. And when that ladder dropped down there, then it hooked onto the Son of God. God, or to the revealed son of man. Now the angels could go up. Then they could come down. And in our time, that ladder dropped again. Heaven opened. And out of heaven stepped seven angels that came from eternity that had the revelation of the seven seals. And on Sunset Mountain, there was another a son of man to receive this son of man in order to reveal the mystery truth. And again in the end time, exactly what Jacob saw, the bride saw exactly the same thing. The angels of God, the standard of eternity, and they ascended down, they descended down, and they ascended up. And that letter is here this morning. 
and this one, whatever you pray for, the angels are coming down to hear your prayers, and they are going up to deliver your prayers, and they are coming down to deliver the answers. That letter can never be moved. That letter has found an anchor. That letter can never slip away. And let me tell you something. One day when Enoch, when he walked with God, and as he walked with God, he came across that ladder. And he began to climb on that ladder. And he was no more. And one day this bride will come across that ladder. And they will climb on that ladder. And they will disappear and shall be no more. Because my heaven is open. And the letter has dropped it down. You've got an access to heaven this morning. Hope we are still together here. Now the prophet continues here. In the message, what hearest thou Elijah? He said, the man once before tried to build a tower to get away from the earth. And God just didn't give them any unity. I think men today, they are trying to build these towers to get over to the moon. They are setting up your now with all kinds of conferences with no unity. They can't speak one another's language. There is one language that we all ought to know. That's the language of God. And God's love for one another. And a brotherhood among men. When we learn that kind of language, there will be a tower let down from heaven that will take us all away to glory that will be Jacob's ladder that God will let us all climb up someday do you believe that we'll climb up that ladder someday now let us come back to the story of Jacob now Jacob naturally speaking you must remember when Rebekah gave birth to them the Bible says says, God said, Esau I have hated, but Jacob I have loved. Before the children could know good and evil, he says, in order that the purpose of election can stand. So God chose Jacob even before they could be born and hated Esau. And people think that it is, it is unfair but predestination looks at the foreknowledge and based on the foreknowledge then God can elect that's why little babies by predestination if they die they go to heaven because God knows what would have become of them had they lived here on earth are you here with me now 
Now when the children were born and after they were born then we look at Jacob. Jacob was a crook through and through. He was a supplanter. He was a deceiver. But in the midst of his deceit God still loved him. Because it had nothing to do with what Jacob was going to do. But it was God's sovereign grace. That's why Paul comes to the church. And he said, according to the way he has chosen us in him. When, before the foundation of the earth, God chose you in Christ. Before he could know, he knew about your mistakes. Because God, by foreknowledge, he knew what you were going to do. He knew the mistakes that you were going to do. But God disregarded that. And still handpicked you. And
hit him. So it mattered not what you, the day he fell, but it mattered what he had. Oh, we are together here. Because if it was you alone, you would have never made it. Amen. Amen. Now we see him. Then he, he's tricking his father. Hallelujah. And the father laid hands and blessed him. And after he blessed him, his father, his, his brother, heard about it and went to the father and said, but now I need my blessing. I need to be blessed. The father said, I've got no blessings in me. Hallelujah. The blessings once they are given, they can never be reversed. If God has blessed you, I don't care what the devil does, that blessing shall never be reversed. When God shows me, to be his son to be his daughter that's a done deal it does not matter what happens it is irreversible that's why I told the church when I was preaching in Zimbabwe I say you this morning you are infallible hallelujah it depends whether you believe it but I believe it I am infallible you say, Brother Mariba, but don't you have ups and downs? It doesn't matter how many downs I have. No matter how down I have gone. But the devil must know. I will rise up again. Because I am You believe that church this morning? Just listen to the devil. He is a liar. He is a father of lies. This morning, listen to the truth of God. You are infallible. You say I'm not perfect. But for my moments, who cares? Who cares? Because God never cared about that. He chose you somewhere in the realms of eternity before you could come here and say, that's my son. That's my daughter. He knew about your imperfections. But he overlooked them And here's Jacob. A crook. Esau was a good boy. He listened to his father. But when you look at Jacob, he was an aprons boy. When the mother moved this way, he was holding the way apron. When you looked at him, you couldn't see much of a man. But Esau was a hunter. Esau was out there representing the manhood of his father. But when you look at the son, Jacob, 
Just a crook. Hallelujah. But God loved that crook. Hallelujah. That's amazing grace. Maybe you don't know. You were a crook. You were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. You were a crook to begin with. You were a liar to begin with. You were a murderer to begin with. But God loved you anyhow. That love, that love is unconditional. This matter what you say to you, it matters what you do. But I don't give you a license to go and sin. When you are predestinated, you will come in line with the light with your predestination. Hallelujah. You could sin. But there is a certain hold on you. There are things that you desire, but you can't have them. Because you have become a prisoner to your predestination cause. Some of you did not want to come to church. But but there was a certain power that that overruled this flesh. And you get out of bed and say, I'm going. I'm not feeling well, but I'm going to the house of the Lord. Why? In you, there is an immortal spirit that comes from Elohim that controls you. And when you want to give up, that same spirit Amen. And Jacob, a crook, he was blessed. Walked away with blessings. Oh, this sounds like an oxymoron. A, a crook walking away with a blessing. A liar walking away with blessings. A self-precious brother with no blessings. That's grace, my brother. That's why grace will, will do things that can never be explained. This morning grace has taken place. Call the murderer. He is with Stephen the murdered. In heaven this morning. The murderer and the murderer together in heaven. How do you explain that? You can't get worse than that. How much more about you? You are on your way to heaven. Because you are forgiven. You are justified. You need to receive that. Amen. Amen. A murder and a murder are having a fellowship in heaven. And they speak about God's amazing grace. You remember my brother when I killed you? I had no idea what you represented. And he looked and said, my brother, I remember. When you killed me, again I saw heaven open. And I saw the ladder coming down. Jacob's ladder. And I on that ladder. And here I am let me tell you, brother Brown say we'll find people in heaven that we never thought we would find. You folks that are moving around with a book and a great pen. And you take people that are going and that are not going. You will get a shock of your life. Because it is 
not according to you. It is according to his sovereign grace. My name was in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. And when God put your name there, he never called a meeting. He never sought consensus. Whether people liked it or not, he put it there. And let me say this to you. This morning, even God himself can never remove your name. I'm not talking about the devil. I'm not talking about your enemies. Even God himself can never reverse it. The blessing was the blessing of Isaac. But once he gave it, he could never retrieve it back. I hope you are here. Now a crook left with blessings. Hallelujah. A liar. Shameful man with blessings. Oh, I can imagine Esau must have said, I wish his guilty conscience can be heavy on him. He's a crook. But while the crook was there and came out of Beersheba, the seven wells, when he came out there on his way to Haran to the original faith to where his father started on the way there he said let me rest he put the pillows of stones and he slept there you would have thought God would have come in a dream and showed him how evil he is. You would have thought in his dream his deeds would have visited him and condemned him in his dream. But that crook heaven opened and God was on the other side of the ladder and he dropped the ladder down and when the crook woke up he saw the angel going up coming down and when he looked up there he saw God he never imagined him he saw God and when he woke up he called the name of the place Bethel so this is the house of the Lord and he took the rope that he was sleeping on and he made it to be a pillar this morning there is a rock that you must sleep on it's a rock of ages it's Christ himself and brother when it comes onto that rock it will never sleep away in the end time I see another bunch of crooks I see a bunch of adulterers I see sinners their sins are as black as they could be I see they had no church background they committed Deeds that were unimaginable. And I see them being led by their prophets. 
out of respect here he came from a drunkard family hallelujah I see him rising up and he says to these people I need to go westward as Jacob went to back to Haran let me go westward and this is after Beshiba. this is after the seven church ages he said let me go westward to go and connect with the angels message and the brethren goes westward and as he was then the Arizona mountains and as he was moving around it looked like an ordinary day And those beds get got bigger. And later I saw angels. They were coming with the speed of a lightning. And were coming from eternity. And they took me up in that constellation. And I was caught up in that constellation. And he said, my boy Joseph was there. And he was crying. And he said, the vision left me. And so I'm coming to preach a message that I cannot explain. That's what he said in says this is the time. I'm preaching a message that I cannot explain. Brother Branham was using a different language. Hallelujah. That he, the natural Branham, could not understand. But he went westward. To connect with the angels message. And he was caught up in that constellation. Hallelujah. And there was a, a cloud. In a form of a pyramid. And the prophet was caught up in that cloud. Hallelujah. Heaven opened folks. And the ladder dropped down. And seven angels came out of eternity with a book which was not closed but open. And that book was the book of redemption. And those angels they came, they descended and they ascended. They descended and they ascended. And Brother Brennan was there to witness after he witnessed the evil then we hear who was born by sex he said let me go back to Jeffersonville to break the seals for the lamb but when we read in the book it says there was no man worthy but here is the man say I will break the seals for the lamb Hallelujah. Let us look at Jacob's life. It does not say the angels descended. It says the angels ascended and descended. What does it mean? That means redemption had taken place. 
People that were unworthy were made worthy. And Brother Bram said, Let me go back to reveal the seals for the Lamb. And he comes there. And people are looking at the Kentuckian man. But he, the bride, was looking, but did not see a Kentuckian man. It was the Lamb wearing a suit. It was the Lamb wearing the body of William Brennan. The same one that we worship was in the prophet. And he began to reveal the seals. And Brother Brennan says, What are those seals? He said, Those seals are Christ. He is the one that revealed the seals. He is those seals. And who were the people that were listening there? You and my I. That did not even know church. But the more he preached, our names were coming out of the book. We were recognizing ourselves in the book. We stood and said, that's me. And your name. It's not taboo. How many tables are here? Your name was your theophany. The more he preached, he brought you in line with your theophany. That's what Brother Brenham says. He says, John looked beyond the curtain of time. And so his name and said, there is another John. Even you when the seals were broken, you saw yourself in another form. You're not just alone. Hallelujah. Are we still together? He says about Sunset Mountain. He says heaven and earth have met. The bride and the groom have met. God and man have met. God and man is reconciled. A restored Eden has begun. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. That's Let's read one more quotation. How many are happy about this message? How many believe that now we speak the same language? A language of redemption. Amen. We are climbing the ladder. Amen. Brother Brown says in this message, says this the time. Is this the time? Now in this vision, 
Or as I was speaking, I looked. I saw a strange thing. It seemed like my little son Joseph was by my side. And was talking, I was talking to him. If you watch the vision real close, you'll see why Joseph was standing there. I looked and there was a big bush and on this bush in a constellation of birds little birds about half an inch long and half an inch high half an inch long and half an inch high they were little veterans their little feathers were beaten down and there was about two or three on the top limb and six or eight on the next limb coming down in the shape of the pyramid. And those little fellows, little messengers, they were little pretty worn out. And they were watching eastward as I was at Tucson, Arizona in that vision. For it made it so purpose that he didn't want me to fail to see where it was. I said, now I know this is a vision. I know that I'm a Tucson. I know that them little bays they represent something. They were watching eastward. And all of a sudden they took a notion to fly. And they went eastward. As soon as they left, a constellation of larger beds came. They looked like doves, sharp pointed wings, kind of a gray color, a little lighter color than what this little. A little light color than what these first little messengers were. There was a blast that actually shook the whole earth. And you and Tay, be sure to get this right. First a blast. I thought it sounded like a sound barrier. Ever what you call it when planes cross the sound barrier. Then it could have been a great clap of thunder and lightning like that. the lightning, I just had that great blast that went forth that sounded like it was south from me. And it shook the earth and when it did, I was looking westward. And way off into eternity, I saw a constellation of something coming. It looked like it might have been little dots. They could have been 
no less than five, no more than seven. By the way, in the shape of a pyramid, like this messenger is coming. And when he did, the power of the Almighty God lifted me up to meet them. I can see it has never left me. Eight days is gone, I can't tell it yet. I can't forget it yet. I could see those angels. Those shaped back wings traveling faster than sound could travel. They came from eternity in a split like a twinkling of an eye. Not enough to bet your eye or just to twingle. They were there. I didn't have time to count. I didn't have time. No more than just to look. And I was caught up into the pyramid of constellation. I was numbed all over and I said, oh my. This means that this, this blast will, uh, this blast, that there will be a blast that will kill me. The prophet is explaining the vision that he saw. But stay with me here. Throughout the, the, the ages, around the throne, there are seraphims and cherubims that are saying, Holy, 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 throughout eternity. But 1963, when heaven opened and seven angels stepped out of eternity, the Bible says in heaven there was silence. Why was there silence in heaven? The one that they were saying, holy and holy unto. He's the one that left the throne. And why did he leave the throne? Because now he started descending. Hallelujah. Descending where? On the same ladder that Jacob saw. Now he was descending. Now heaven said, Quiet. But upon the face of the earth, Hallelujah. The noise that used to be done by angels was no longer done by angels. Worship came on the earth. Now, upon the face of the earth, now it was people that were born by sex. Now they were saying, Holy, holy unto the Lord. They can never say, Holy, holy unto the Lord until they see him coming down. This Revelation chapter 7 10. The mighty angel is coming down. And he's having an open book in his head. And as he's coming down, one foot he step onto the sea. And another foot he step on the earth. What to do? Because there is a beast that will come out of the sea. There will be the peace that will come out of the earth. 
Now, he's coming to suppress the influence of those beasts. Are you here this morning? But upon the face of the earth, there is Revelation chapter 7, 10, 7. As the mighty angel is coming down, at the end of the ladder, there is a son of man to receive him here. After he has received him, Revelation 10, 7 runs for a season. Then the angel said to John, Take the book and eat the book. Who was John? John is the bride. The same book that the angel came down with and gave it to the prophet. The prophet gave it to the bride and said, Eat the book and become the book. And this morning, we have become the book. That's why I say, David, you are too late by criticizing the message. Because the open book came to the prophet and the prophet gave it to the church and he said, here is a secret. The word is now in the bride. And now we are an invincible army. Hallelujah. Walking on the face of the earth. And one of these days, as we are walking here, one of these days, you will start walking and you will take the staircase from time to eternity, from mortality to immortality. It's coming that day. The ladder is here. And what is that ladder? He revealed the son of man. Revealed by a son of man. Within a son of man. God bless you, Rich. How many love this message? How many say, I once was unworthy. But God disregarded my unworthiness. And by his grace picked me up and called me his son. And called me his daughter. Amen. As we stand up. To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, all my life, 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 to be like Jesus
Before even 
just sing to the Lord this afternoon. I have a
and you hated Esau, O oh God. Heavenly Father, here we are as your children, O oh God, according to your predestinative love, O oh God. Heavenly Father, O oh God, you tell, said, Heavenly Father, O oh God, to Jeremiah, before you were in your mother's womb, I sanctified thee and I made thee a prophet, Heavenly Father. O oh God, Heavenly Father, until another brother says, O oh God, we should not worry about the in-betweens, what happens in between, Heavenly Father. But Heavenly Father, we should look up into our plan of redemption, O oh God. Yes. We should look up to where we're coming from, O oh God. Right. Till Brother Brenham says we come from God and we go back to God, yes. Heavenly Father. He said this is the drama, O oh God. Nothing is new, Heavenly Father, O oh God. Heavenly Father, surely, O oh God, you spoke to us, O oh God. Heavenly Father, this is a holy place, Heavenly Father. Oh God, there are angels going up and down, Heavenly Father. Mm. Oh God, when we feel discouraged at times, oh God, we wonder why do we gain strength all of a sudden, oh God. Now we realize, oh God, that we are not alone, oh God. There are angels going up and down in our lives, oh God. Yes. Heavenly Father, oh God, we just want to say, oh God, we are thankful. We are grateful for the revealed world of the hour, oh God. Mm. In times of trouble, oh God, it is the solution, oh God. In times of doubt, Heavenly Father, it brings courage heavenly father oh god we just want to also thank you heavenly father for your mighty, oh God, Heavenly Father, servant, oh God, that Heavenly Father, you anointed him so mightily, Heavenly Father. Mm. May you bless him, oh God. May you anoint him more, Heavenly Father. Because Heavenly Father, Brother Branham says, your pastor will see you through, oh God. Heavenly Father, oh God, that's why we pray for him daily. Because Heavenly Father, he is the wave sheet, oh God. He is the husband of the church, Heavenly Father. Oh God, we say, Heavenly Father, continue, oh God, blessing us as your children, oh God. As we're going out, oh God. May you keep, Heavenly Father, the fire burning in each and every one of us. In Jesus Christ's name we ask. Amen. Amen. Just give us two more songs till we meet on Wednesday, 6 o'clock. Amen.
God Not yet. Okay, we're waiting for the catalog, but you can see Sister Masego. They will send her the catalog of everything that is needed. There is memory cards. Memory cards. There's tapes. There's DVDs. There's CDs. There's pictures. There's books. There's calendars. I can go on and on. God bless you. Give us a song till we meet on Wednesday. God bless you. Tiko Bawo Genana Tiko Bawo Genana Tiko Genana Tiko Musawa Tiko Bawo Tiko Oh, oh, oh.